Today we're going to discuss what is Hatzlacha, what is success in Yeshiva? How do you measure success in Yeshiva? And the truth is that uh, the same way you measure success in Yeshiva, it's the same way of measuring success in learning Torah. Because in Yeshiva, that's what you do, you learn Torah. So the bigger question would be, how do you measure success in learning Torah? So that's what we're going to discuss today. So, by way of introduction, there's a major difference between mitzvahs, fulfilling mitzvahs, and learning Torah. Mitzvahs and Torah, very big difference. When it comes to mitzvahs, what's key? What's critical in kima mitzvahs? So, for mitzvahs, it's Kabbalah soil. Kabbalah means that Hashem said so. So you do it. That's mitzvahs. Before we do a mitzvah, we say a bracha. What's the bracha? Kedeshana b'mitzvahisa. It's Ivana. Ivana means Hashem commanded us. He's melech He's in charge. So he gives us mitzvahs. And we do the mitzvahs because we accept Hashem as a melech. That's as far as mitzvahs go. But Torah is different. By Torah, it's not enough to learn Torah based on Kabbalah. That's not enough. You also need Geshmak. Geshmak. How do you say Geshmak in English? There's no way. Yishmak, that's how you say it. G E S, whatever. <laughs> Pleasure, Tasty. okay. Tasty. Yeah. Learning Torah has to be a Gishmak. That, that's what it is. If you learn Torah just with Kabbalah soil, which means just because I need to, if that's the way you learn Torah, that's, that's not good enough. It's a good start, not good enough. If you put on fill in the morning and you say to yourself, why am I putting it? Because I need to. You're on target. Yes, exactly. That's why you should put it on, because you need to. But when you learn Torah and you say, why am I learning Torah? I got an option. I need to. I have no choice. That's not good enough. Because Torah has to be geschmack. It has to be juicy. And we could see it from the brachas we say for mitzvahs compared to the brachas for Torah. By mitzvahs, Kiddushan says of Tzivano, but by Torah, it's true, we also say Kiddushan says of Tzivano, but we say another bracha very important bracha. Okay, the bracha, we say, Vaharevna Hashem Alekeinu. What does the word Vaharevna mean? Vaharev? Make it pleasant. Make pleasant. In English, plain English, you would say, make a shmak. We're begging Hashem, no, no. Please. 
What was the last time you saw the word no? No, please. There's no please. By this block of Torah, we say, Make it pleasant, make it geschmack. Your tears should be geschmack in our mouth. And over here we add something. Interesting. Should be geschmack for everyone. We want it to be geschmack, tasty for everyone. Why all of a sudden are we focused on everyone? When you put on tefillin, you don't start saying, and Siva, everyone. Hashem told me to put on tefillin, because Hashem just finished. When it comes to this bracha, make it sweet, your Torah, in our mouth, and in the mouth of all the Yidin, basis well. There's a reason for this. And we're not finished yet. We and our descendants and so on. We should know your Torah. You teach Torah to the Yidin. So we see over here that Torah is not the same as mitzvahs. Torah is a geschmack. That, that, that's what we ask for because that's what it is. It's geschmack. So, so the question is going to be, how do you get a geschmack in learning Torah? What, what's, so geschmack, what, what's so enjoyable about it? So some people, everyone is different. Some people enjoy learning. They just enjoy it. But not everyone is like that. And some people enjoy learning this and this, not so much, you know, like chassidus. I get a kick out of that. Nigla, I don't know, the Gemara. It's a bit boring, I don't know. Get a headache from that. Some people are the opposite. When it comes to Gemara, whoa, they're on fire. Chassidus, Hatzilus, Blin, Eilis, Kalim, I don't know what you're talking about. So everyone is different. Everyone has their own... Either they have no geschmack in anything, or they have a geschmack in this and this. But learning Torah has to be geschmack, and Torah is, is all-encompassing, every part of Torah. So we, we need to have enjoyment to learning Torah. We need to have that. But, but how do we get to that? How do we get enjoyment in Torah? Or in plain English, if someone says, you know, thanks for telling me I should enjoy Torah, but I'll be honest, I don't. So what now? What next? So there's several points to consider. One point is like this. The truth is that learning Torah, if you do it, if you learn properly, it's just naturally besimcha. Just naturally besimcha. Like you don't have to do too much for that if you learn. So the way they wish to make a person is that there's different levels of enjoyment of geschmack there's animalistic tainugim, food food is a geschmack um, that an animal also has, then there's other different, other levels, there's music music is also, some people enjoy music, some people enjoy art so these are different levels of, of tainugim, you compare which is a higher tainu, the tainu of a good spicy steak, the one of the, you know, that famous restaurant over there, or the tainu of music, the tainu of art, which is higher? But the steak. <laughs> music for sure. 
So yeah, most people will say music or, or art. Then there's another tainug. There's a tainug, which is shach temidois. This time, this pleasure shach temidois. Meet of emotions of a person. It's the tainug of giving to others. The tainug of giving, of helping. The tainug of making someone else happy. That's a tremendous pleasure. A tremendous pleasure. And if you compare that to steak, you can't compare the two. You can't compare it to music either. Which is more tiny, which is a higher tiny. Helping someone in music. Helping someone is a bigger tiny. But then there's even a higher tiny than midas, and that's the tiny of seichel. The tiny of seichel of logic. Hashem gave us the power of logic, and the geshmak, the tiny of logic, is even more than midas. It's the highest tiny. In using terminology that Chassidus uses, terminology of Chassidus, it goes like this. Gilui Atik Bebina. The Gilui of Atik, Atik is Tainuk, of upstairs, the Tainuk, is in Bina, in understanding. The greatest, highest Tainuk that the person can have is in, is, is, is in learning, is in understanding. But that's only if, if you're really learning. To get a tainuk from food, you don't have to really eat. Just eat. Music, if you have a talent for music, you don't have to do anything. There's no preparations for that. You just sit back and then listen to music. When it comes to learning, you can't sit back and enjoy it. You're not going to enjoy it. When it comes to learning Torah, you got to exert yourself. You have to position yourself inside the learning. And when you learn properly, there is tiny displeasure there. That's just the property of learning. There's displeasure there. There's also, there's also something else in learning besides pleasure. There's aggravation. There's aggravation in learning Torah. There's pain. There's pain in learning Torah. And if you have aggravation, if you have pain, then you can enjoy it. If you don't have the aggravation, you can't enjoy it. So this is the way it works. You open up, you open up a Gemara or a Maimo, you open up and you start learning it. Learning means you're trying to figure it out. You're trying to understand it. And most parts of Gemara and Chzidis, it doesn't just I get it on the spot. It usually doesn't work that way. It takes work to figure it out. If you understand something instantaneously, the chances are you really don't understand it. So if you want to understand it, you have to work. And when you work means you learn and then you have a challenge. I don't understand this. I can't figure this out. And it gets worse than that. I have a question on this. It's worse. I have a contradiction. Here it says this, here it says this. I'm confused. It's aggravating. It's painful. I don't understand it. So you work on it, you work on it, and you get, ah, I figured out the answer. Or someone tells me the answer. It's so geschmack. Wow, this is beautiful. 
So the geschmack will have will happen after you learning it, and you have some some degree of aggravation, which is which is. I don't even think the word aggravation is the right word. Uh, I don't have the right word for it. Agitation. No. Frustration. Frustration, maybe. Frustration is, I think, a better word. Yeah. Frustration. You're frustrated. Okay. You're in pain. And you, and it's supposed to happen when you're learning. You're supposed to have that. You're supposed to. Say, I don't get it. I don't get it. So if someone says I don't get it, I couldn't care less. No, that's not good. I couldn't get care less. No, I do care about it. I want to understand it, and I don't understand it, or I have a question on it. It's painful. Then when you get the answer, it's enjoyable. But how long will that last? Then you're in another couple of minutes, you have a new question to bring you I thought I got it. Nothing doing. Again, the aggravation. So at that moment, the bell rings and it's lunchtime. Okay, what do you do then? You're in the middle of an aggravation experience. What do you do? So lunch just comes to the rescue. You run to the lunch, and when after aggravation, it's gone. We're in the middle of a steak now, or whatever it is. But in the relearning experience, it's, it, it, I don't understand. It's like, when you go to lunch, you're thinking about that. You ask someone, and, and, and it's in your mind. And, and, and it, it's occupying space in your mind, in your heart. You know, we say, Psach libi b'seir ha'secha. Psach libi b'seir ha'secha. Where do we say this? Right, the end of Shunesha. Psach libi, open my heart to your Torah. One second. Instead of saying psach libi, there's, I think, another word that's better than that. You know what the other word is? Psach brainy shali. Whatever, which part of me learns Torah? The Rosh. No? It's Psach Libi to love you. That I can understand. Psach Libi to Avas Hashem. Psach Libi to love another Yid. Psach Libi to Are you kidding? Well, what's the label here? So the answer is the label is that I care about it. That's the label. Psach Libi, I should care about it. When I'm learning Torah to be something that preoccupies my attention, my focus, my lay, my lay is there. When your lay is in the Torah, so then, yeah, when you have a question, yes, it's, 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 it's annoying. What was that word you said? Frustration. Frustra- you're frustrated, right? It is frustrating. You get the answer, Kvaldik. And then it's possible possible, it's very possible that you go to sleep with a question and it bothers you and what do you dream about? You dream about your question it's possible and you don't have to be excited for that you don't have to be excited for that it's interesting that the Rebbe when he spoke to the Bacham he mentioned something like that mentioned, that's what you should be dreaming about but that's if it's psach libi If the lave is there, then you're involved. You have a question, I mean, aggravating, an answer, fantastic. So, so, so that's an experience that 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 you go through when you learn both Gemara and Chassidus. It's an experience. So, what does it take to have a geshmak in learning Torah? 
because you learn one sukkah, another sukkah, you hear the aggravation, you understood it, and then you learn something else. It, it, it's so uplifting. It, it's such a big simcha. What does it take to do that? Just learn. Perhaps we'll soon discuss more details how to learn properly, how to get more involved in that. But those are the details. The general thing is to, to, to just live with it. Now, what I want to tell you now is like this. That imagine you leave yeshiva, get married, you have a family. So you ask yourself the following question. What keeps me alive? What keeps me going? What fuels my engine? It's a very important question. For some people, it's money. Money is what keeps them going. More money. For some people, it's, I don't know, shtusim, food, whatever. Everyone has different things. But for a yid, what's the fuel that keeps a yid running? The geshmak, the geshmak, the pleasure you have in learning Torah. That keeps you going. That's your fuel. You wake up in the morning. I can't wait to learn that sicha, that toysus. I just can't wait for that. Is that just physical pleasure? Like you get like physical, like intellectual pleasure from it? It's a good question. Very good question. We'll get to that later. It's a very good point. You go to sleep and you say to yourself, I learned this test. I learned this maimu. Yeah, I didn't learn three other tastes that I was trying to learn, okay. But at least I learned something. That's how you go to sleep. That's how you wake up. And that's what's in your mind. And the Ibishta helps you have a family. You have a wife. You have children, right? And the children are looking at you. And they're trying to figure out if my tati is on fire. Or low fire, you know. How is it? High, low? You know, from one till ten, one two, and sometimes it's even negative. You know, like, like, well, what's going on over here? What's really going on over here? So when the children see that Tati is on fire, he wakes up in the morning and he opens up the sefer and he, he takes the children and he's learning and he has a chavrus. He goes to share. He's on fire. Then you tell your children you're going to school. You're learning the Torah. Let's, let's learn together, you know, mitzvahs. The child sees its real stuff and he wants to copy Tati. But what happens if it doesn't work that way? What happens if Tati doesn't open up a Gamal? He's finished in Yeshiva. He never opens up a Sefer. Of course, he's busy, he's working, whatever. And when you have extra time, there's so many things to watch and all those things. The guy doesn't open up a Sefer. And this Tati sends his son to where? Yeshiva, where he has to learn every single day. And he says, Tati, why do I have to learn Torah for? Why? Because that's what you're supposed to do. Really? Why are you supposed to do that? Why? Because everyone does that. Everyone does that? You, Tati, don't do that. Everyone does that. You I mean, we children have to be in prison and we have to suffer. But it's not real. This is, this is not real stuff. Who are you kidding? Either the kid is going to think that Consciously or subconsciously. And, and this happens to be, by the way, a major 
a problem and sometimes even a crisis, even a crisis, where you have parents that educate their children in Yiddishkeit, they send them to a good school, and very often, too often, the child breaks away from, from Yiddishkeit, from, from, from putting on film from Yiddishkeit. They break away. And, and the parents are disappointed, like, like, why not? And this happens very often also, maybe even more often, I'm not sure, but about the parents. About the parents. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why, because very often Bali Shuba, the way of thinking is, I was inspired, I became religious, I was inspired, but I didn't start off that way. I became inspired, and I'm giving it straight to my children, you know, shulchanach, all, all packaged, it's all good for them. So for sure they're going to go for this. Wrong, not for sure. Absolutely wrong, not for sure at all. Because children have a sense of smell, of detection. And they smell out, is this real or not? Is it authentic or not? When it comes to which restaurant to go, so they see Tati and Mommy planning it for weeks. Which vacation are you going? They're planning it for weeks. Which hotel? What car they're buying? What furniture are they getting? That's the topic of conversation. And Tati gets Tati gets heated up, and Mommy gets heated up. They argue, should it be red or yellow? What kind of car should they get? And they come to a compromise. That's the talk of the town. When it comes to learning, to tell you, oh, going to show. No one talks about that. We're going to show. So young, call the child asks, I don't get, what are we going to show? When it came to the house and to the car and to the restaurant, you weren't going, you were running, you were excited. You are passionate. You are alive. When it comes to show, we're going to show. When are you coming back from show? When are you going to show? I don't know. It depends how long the speech is going to be. I don't know. Come back from it's a boring experience. And then you expect the children should have a passion for you tonight. It doesn't work that way. Sometimes yes, but 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 sometimes not. Too often not. So when you're in yeshiva. And you're learning Torah, it's not enough to learn Torah 9 to 5, or the way it's in Shiva, 7.30 till 9.30. That's not enough. I'm learning, I, I cover my, I'll get 100 on the test. No, the question here is, and this is the test of success, do you have a geschmack in your learning? That's the test. Do you have a geschmack? Do you enjoy it? And if you don't, you got to work on that. But that's the test of success. And there's another point you have to realize. The way Hashem created us is that people are looking for pleasure. That's the teva of people. People are looking for pleasure. So if you train yourself and, and children when the time comes with one Kabbalah cell, Kabbalah cell. You, you got to do it because you got to do it. Okay, interesting. What about the geschmack that exists in the world? Don't do that. Don't do those tivers. Don't indulge. Don't do that. So you're telling me not this, not this. What? Yes, Kabbalah cell. That's not the program Hashem has in store for us. Kabbalah cell is important, of course. But where's your geschmack? What are you getting geschmack from? 
Okay? If you get a geschmack in learning Torah, even after you leave yeshiva and you're working, you find time to learn. You find ways to learn Torah. And that's where you, you can learn one hour a day. One hour a day. There's the time you're in work, you're in business. One hour a day. One hour. That one hour could make your day. That makes your day. You could feel it. Your children could feel it. That makes the day. You're alive. But if you don't have a geschmack in learning Torah, then what are you going to do then? What are you going to do then? You scoff your cup of soil. Your Yitzhah is going to start pushing you and pulling you in the wrong directions to find the geschmack in Stusim and other things. That's not Hashem's program. Hashem's program is, of course, Kabbalah Sar, but Geshmak in learning. Geshmak in learning Torah. Now, someone asked the question before. It's a good question. Well, Geshmak in learning Torah, the way I'm describing it, is, let me use the word, the physical Geshmak. It's like, you know, we, we, where's the... I didn't mention one word about connection to Hashem. Maybe I mentioned one word, but I didn't even focus on that. Okay, so, so well, how is this Alvoitus Hashem? So you should know that's a very good question. And the truth is a person should focus on the Kedush of the Torah. And that's what Simchus Torah is. But I'm not, getting, I'm not going in that direction right now. I'm just saying, what is the mitzvah of learning Torah? Not to start somewhere. That's the mitzvah. It's like putting on film. There's a mitzvah called putting on film. Now you can put on film with more kavanah and less kavanah. Okay? But the mitzvah is not the kavanah. The mitzvah is put on film. Have kavanah also. The better the kavanah, the better it is. There's a mitzvah of learning Torah. The mitzvah of learning Torah means learn Torah and have a geschmack in it. That's part of the mitzvah. It's not like, by the way, no, it's not like we'll reward you. That is the mitzvah of learning Torah. That's what Hashem wants from us, have a geschmack in learning Torah. That's the mitzvah. That you could do, more the shema, less the shema. You could have high kavanah, low kavanah, but that's what the mitzvah is. Now, there are uh, details of, of how to develop techniques of, uh, of having a geschmack and learning. There are techniques, but that we're going to leave for a different time. Uh, and, any questions? Someone have questions here? Um, so, let's say if you only have time to learn in like call during your work break, so and it's very important for your kid to see that you're learning, but you have no time to learn in the house when you get home, how is the kid supposed to feel that? That's a very good question. It's a very good question. Uh, by the way, uh, I, I very often advise uh, students that are married, and I say, if you have a choice to learn at home or in shul, if your children are up, learn at home. It's not a rule, of course, the board. Learn at home. If you have a chavusa, bring them home. Let the child see that this is called life. And if you're learning in shul, once in a while, bring your child in. Okay, any other questions? The defin number one, it doesn't hurt to have a geshmak in mitzvahs. But the definition of a mitzvah is not geshmak. We have a rule in halacha that goes like this. Mitzvahs, lav, lehomis, nidu. Mitzvahs were not given for pleasure. They were not given for pleasure. They were given to be done. It's a commandment. Do it. It should. But that's not what a mitzvah is. Mitzvah should be done by Simcha, right? But the mitzvah, the, the mitzvah is about do, listening to Hashem. That's the mitzvah, not for pleasure. That itself, by the way, is a big pleasure, just listening to Hashem. But learning Torah, that's all about pleasure. That's what it is. 
Now, even some people, some authorities take this to the extreme. They say that the blessing we say for Bichas HaTorah, they treat it like Bichas HaNenin, like the bracha you say before eating. That's what some say. We don't pass it that way, but there's such an opinion. So Hashem should give each one of you, each one of us, Hatzlacha in Yeshiva, Hatzlacha in learning Torah, and having a Geshmak in learning Torah, Nigla and with Yegiyah, and Hashem is going to for sure give much more Hatzlacha than you imagine, much more success, way beyond you imagine, if you put yourself into it. Amen. Amen. Okay, now, supper.